welcome to the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. If you're a new listener here, we appreciate you choosing us to listen to. We also appreciate our longtime listeners. Scott and I are a married couple obsessed about movies. Scott is more analytical while I'm a little bit more open-minded. We're unscripted and unfiltered, which means things will get a little wild and crazy. So you better buckle up. And you know, if you enjoy this podcast, Scott, tell them what they can do. Yes, if you give us five stars and leave a review on iTunes, just leave your name and where you're from and we'll give you a shout out. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about Return to Oz. Yes. Yeah, apparently it is a sequel. The books, I was going kind of going through the books a little bit on Wikipedia, seeing kind of what they were about. This is a combination of like the second and third books in the Wizard of Oz series. The dude wrote like 14 of them. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. I was kind of going through just seeing kind of the reviews of them and just reading bits and pieces of them here and there. One of them got criticism because it was considered kind of racist and stuff like that, but Hmm. it was like the early 1900s. I mean, what do you think? Oh, I see. I I love H.P. Lovecraft. His horror stories are amazing, but the dude was super racist. So you just kind of, unfortunately, it was at a time. He was earlier than 1900s, I think. Citation needed on that, but I think it just kind of happens. With the time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So a sequel to Wizard of Oz, of course, and... A little bit of trivia here. This movie was in the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest sequel made from the original. It took 46 years after the first one to get this one made. Hmm. Um, this was broken when Bambi 2 was released in 2006, 64 years after the first one. Dang. Yeah. So. Do you think that works, waiting that long? I don't. Yeah. Um. It works in this situation because, you know, we're not really doing like the, oh, you know, here's the Tin Man and stuff like that. Movies like Ghostbusters and movies like Star Wars, I don't think works. Like, Mm. Star Wars came out in the 70s. The new ones came out like a few years ago. It's not because it's like, oh, here's Luke Skywalker as a 70-year-old man. And, (laughs) well, he really can't do much. So he's hidden on this planet, hates being a Jedi or, or Ghostbusters where it's like, Ghostbusters in the 80s, and now it's in the 2000, almost 2020s, and they're all super old, and they're not really going to be a part, because it's like, if you want to make a sequel, you want to see the original characters that you loved. Absolutely. So, this kind of works, because, I mean, I don't think anybody was like, Judy Garland is Dorothy. She needs to be Dorothy. I think they were just kind of like, eh, I understand, sequel. So, this is, a sequel means after Mm -hmm. the movie. So... Dorothy, who was played by, by uh, Feruza, mm-hmm. is, is that how you say it? Feruza Balk. Is she supposed to be like the main Dorothy? I think so. Yeah. She's a little younger than I read Judy Garland was in the first one. Yeah. Because I, that's what I was expecting her to be older. I think I read in the books, and man, it's been a minute since I read the trivia, but I think I read in the books Dorothy is maybe around this age that she is in this movie. Okay. And they kind of aged her up for the first one a bit. Okay, because it happens because they're rebuilding the house, so it happens right almost. Yeah. Yeah, you know, almost just like the next day, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely some changes in there. I think Judy Garland. I don't know. Maybe they could have made it work with a younger person, but maybe they just wanted to have her age it up a little bit. Mm. Although, read about Judy Garland, and you'll know that 
She was horrifically abused by the studio system, pumping her full of pills and meds to keep her going. Yeah, that was awful. You read about her. Did we do a thing about her? No, No. I would love to, though. I'd love to to do a whole lore of the Wizard of Oz because there's just so much that happened yeah. on that set that's just fucked up. Yeah, it, for those people who don't know, but in the background of one of the scenes in the Yellow Brick Road, you can see something moving in the background and people were like, oh, it's like a little munchkin that hung himself in the back, but mm-hmm. it's almost pretty much been thoroughly debunked because yeah. it's like a swan or some sort of bird moving back there. Oh, gosh. From what I saw. But they were like, oh, Munchkin hung themselves and they just happened to be swinging from a tree in the back and it was like, it's that's conspiracy theories since that came out, I think, maybe. But uh, talking about returning characters in this movie, the Cowardly Lion, the Tin Man, and the Scarecrow were supposed to have uh, a bigger part in this, except they ran out of money. Oh, no. They didn't have the money to do it. They're, I was kind of wondering that. I'm glad you brought that up because they're a huge part in the, yeah. the main Wizard of Oz. At least to me, that's what I remember as a kid. Being like, oh, they're so cute, you know, the characters. Yeah, they, yeah, supposedly they were supposed to be big and then they just kept getting their budget slashed as the movie was going on. Mm. So they're like, well, that the Scarecrow was supposed to have like more of an animated type face, but then... Their budget kept getting slashed, so they made it to where, like, his face kind of changes when they cut away. He's like, oh, he's happy, and then they cut to Dorothy for a second, cut back, and he's like, oh, he's sad, you know, so they just worked around it the best they could. Yeah, did you read about how TikTok, um, the little mechanical dude, I didn't realize there was a guy inside of it, like a real person. Yeah, and they said he was, like, upside down. Yeah, he had to walk backwards and, like, look in this little tiny screen to see where he was going. That is bizarre. It was, it's insane. Which is amazing for these movies in the 80s. Yeah, we'll, we'll post this picture that I'm, I'm, I found that just shows this guy pretty much putting his head in his crotch. And he's belted down so he doesn't move because he's, he's pretty much the round part of the belly. Yeah. But anyway, not to go too much. I just thought that was fascinating. It is very fascinating. And when I read that and pictured it in my head, for some reason, I thought he was like standing on his hands upside down. Mm -hmm. The way I just pictured it. And I was like, that would have been very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Even more so. Uh, One of my favorite bits of trivia on this movie here is that Walter Murch directed this movie. This was the last movie he directed. He just apparently had the worst time in the world with directing this because Mm -hmm. of the studios and They didn't have any confidence in him and were going to fire him at one point. And he went to his friends for help. They were like, he was like, oh, you guys, can you please say something to the studios? His friends were Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Oh. And they were like, hey, leave him in. And they were like, well, well, yes, sir, Mr. Lucas. Yes, sir, Mr. Spielberg. Those are good friends to have. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) He's like, well, my friends say I should be a director. And they're like, yeah, who's your friends are? Steven Spielberg and George Lucas? And they're like, fucking right you are, sir. (laughs) We're keeping you in. Uh, Apparently this is the only movie Walter Murch ever directed. He still works. He's in, like, the technical side of everything now. But Mm. I guess he just had the worst time directing this movie. Yeah, this movie in a nutshell was described as dark, magical, and imaginative. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Very dark. Which mm. I meant to look it up, but I know that there's a video game called Alice, which was kind of in the early 2000s for computer PC, if I remember right. I never played the whole thing because I was never just a computer gamer, but 
something to do with her being in an insane asylum. So I wonder if that game kind of took inspiration from this. Maybe. Because where we are in the movie here is pretty much basically like what, like a month or months after the first movie, basically? Yeah, they only have half the house built. Yeah. and Rebuilt, I should say. Dorothy, for some reason, has PTSD. Well, not for some reason. I mean, she almost got killed a few times. She's got PTSD from the first movie, I guess. Yeah, she literally cannot sleep. Yeah, she just shows her laying in bed just looking outside the window all night. Um, which, you know, the, f- the first movie, everyone's always like, I saw that movie when I was a kid and those flying monkeys and the witch scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And this movie was like, let's up the ante. <laughs> let's see how, how many nightmares we can give these kids. Yeah. Like, if you are having problems, you're going to get electric shock, shock treatment. Yeah, for sure. It said, so yeah, that, that's kind of the main opening of the movie's door. is just super depressed. And Auntie M and Uncle Henry are discussing taking her to some doctor they see in the local paper that can heal people. Yeah, they have like a newspaper clipping cut out, um, which I don't, newspapers in this time creep me out. Why is that? I don't know why. Maybe it's all the bold around it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and the lettering. They've just, for some reason, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. It makes me feel nostalgic. I'm just like, wow, look at that time frame. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like, you can read the newspapers in like Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2, and you couldn't see them like that. And it, it I'm just like, man, it was so different back then. Mm-hmm. But, see, I thought that the doctor was... Spoiler alert, the doctor and the nurse, his nurse's aide or whatever is not on the level. But I thought the doctor was in charge. But Uncle Henry here says, you know, I don't see how we could pay money to this lady to get her, to get Ooh. Dorothy fixed, basically. So the head nurse is what the, who's in charge, I guess. I Maybe so. Yeah, maybe she's the one that's like putting all that information out there trying to get people to come to him. But it does make me laugh here because... At some point during this time in the movie, Auntie M says, you know, oh, Dorothy, you know, you're just not right anymore. You don't sleep at night and you're no use to me in the morning for helping. So we're going to take you to this doctor. (laughs) Just like you don't help out around the house. You're no use to me. Yeah. Um, We do see Dorothy kind of walking around the farm at this point. Uncle Henry has become like super depressed, I guess, since the tornado has happened. Because we see him sitting in the half-finished house that he's building since the first one was damaged. And um, Dorothy says to Auntie M here, like, oh, you know, his he says his leg is so hurt. And Auntie M's like, yeah, his leg healed a long time ago. <laughs> so he's just, oh. I guess he's just bummed that he has to build the new house or they lost everything. I don't know. Well, she also mentioned that they had to take out like three mortgages just that to would do rebuild. It. And he's probably just depressed because he's got to rebuild this house and try to figure out how to pay for it. Yeah, that no, that'll do it for sure. I didn't catch the mortgage line. Mm-hmm. So you take all the time you want, Uncle Henry. You drink in that half-abandoned house. Yeah, whatever you gotta do. Um, Dorothy's kind of walking around the farm, and we get introduced to this chicken, Belina, who does not lay eggs at this point. <laughs> yeah. And Dorothy finds, like, a little key. Because one thing we didn't say at the beginning was that when she's laying in bed at night, she sees, like, a shooting star fall. Oh, and yeah. The next day, when she's kind of walking around the farm doing chores or whatever, she finds a key, like, buried in the hay next to the chickens. And she immediately is like, hmm, 
O Z Oz. And I'm like, this just looks like a key with a bunch of like a couple of holes in it. I didn't get O Z from that. That's imagination. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so I was curious kind of what time frame that this took place. And they do say it here around here where it's like kind of the end of 1899. Okay. Cause Auntie M and Dorothy are going to the doctor the next day or so, or even that same day, even in this horse and buggy. Mm. And I was like, what year is this? Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Which I think, I don't know if uh, Wizard of Oz may have been the first movie in color. Uh, hang on here. Wizard of Oz was not the first movie made in color, but it did revolutionize the use of colors in movies. I see. So that was kind of like a huge deal at the time when she goes to Oz and everything's in color. And it's like, whoa, look at that shit. Whoa, so vivid. And poor Toto, we do see him around here at some points here. He does chase after Dorothy in the horse and carriage. And, you know, she's like, no, Toto, you're not in this movie. I'm sorry. And he starts yelling like, I was going to get paid. <laughs> we didn't have time to train you. <laughs> we didn't have the funds. You got to stay back. And I was like, is that the original Toto? And it's like, no, no, no. not at all. <laughs> this is Toto's great, 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 great grandson. They were like, any fluffy uh, dog will do. Just, it has to be fluffy. I just imagine the director being like, oh my gosh, can we get the original Toto? And the director being like, no. No. <laughs> Did you know that this movie is in the Guinness Book of World Records for being like 40 years after the first one? God, no. <laughs> they, I just imagine finding Toto in like some celebrity swanky, like old folks home. Oh, yeah. They're like, Toto, can you come out of retirement for us here? He's like... I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> I would. He's like, I have trouble remembering my lines. He's like Jack Nicholson now. I have a trouble remembering my lines these days, but I do love going to Lakers games. Gonna need a stunt double to do all my tricks. <laughs> well, apparently Jack Nicholson goes to Lakers games and he's in his 80s and there has been talk of him having like dementia or whatnot. Mm. And there was a video going around where they were like, Jack, Jack, do you have any movies in the works? And he was like, no. Like, no. Not at all. <laughs> Good. He's 80. He just needs to, you know, enjoy his life. Yeah. I'll have to show you the photos, but there were photos that came out a long time ago of him, like, on a boat. And he's, like, swimming in the ocean while smoking a cigarette. And he's eating this gigantic sandwich on a boat. Nice. <laughs> it's like, just enjoy your life. Yeah. It's like, Toto, can you come be in the new movie? Not at all. <laughs> Got a Lakers game on Friday. They go to this clinic, and Dorothy is basically telling them everything. Auntie M's like, oh, you know, she she keeps telling stories of Tin Men and, and Cowardly Lions and the first movie for people that haven't seen it. A recap. Yeah, well, Dorothy's kind of giving a recap here to the doctor. And she's like, and then we went down the yellow brick road and into the Emerald City. And the doctor's like, oh, boy. <laughs> gonna have to turn the voltage up on this one quite high <laughs> well and she gets a little dark because she starts talking about how the tin man how he became the tin man yeah i, I remember hearing that a long time ago or something kind of dark but do you remember what she says here it yeah is. she said that it was a guy that cut off his leg and the witch enchanted his axe that he cut off his leg with and he just kept cutting his limbs off he just kept cutting and cutting, and then they cut her off whenever she started talking about his head. Oh. <laughs> the doctor's like, oh, 
Okay, that's enough. This is a kid's movie, Dorothy. Thank you. We are done with that. And I can, I mean, I, I read some things about uh, Feruza, and she's 10 years old in this movie, and she acted like an adult. Like, she was oh, just yeah. dominating the screen, and, and I thought she did very well. I think 10 so, too. years old. I think she's really good in this movie, yeah, and... I read something in the trivia of like she was only able to work like four hours a day or something like uh, that. Maybe she had to do school for a bit, and but yeah, I mean she she did great. I don't know if this was her very first movie she ever did, but we'll get to a line in the in the later in the movie that made me kind of laugh. But um, another thing the doctor says is he's like, just in another couple of months we're going to be in the nineteen hundreds, but why is it not freezing outside? They left and it's like green grass. I don't know where the hell they're at. Are they Kansas? Oh yeah, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> where the hell are they at? Where does this take place? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, so they're in Kansas. It should be fucking cold. I guess so. I don't know, but he does say 1900s, the age of electricity. Mm-hmm. Electricity in every home. Like he's a madman. Uh, but he does bring out this machine, and he's like, this machine helps with people's thoughts and bad dreams or just excess electricity in the brain. Mm. This guy who plays the doctor, and, and later we'll see the Gnome King has been in things. He, the only thing I really know him from, I'm sure if I went through his IMDb, th- basically the theme of this episode is I am not prepared. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is her first movie. You know, I don't know what else he's been in. <laughs> I should have read the trivia again. But uh, that's why there's editing. Yeah. This guy was in the movie Spawn. He played Spawn's kind of like mentor for a bit, Cogliogstro. But he brings out this machine and he's like, oh, this machine helps with bad dreams and excess electrical activity in the brain because the brain is just one gigantic electromagnetic field. And and he's like, oh, and don't be afraid of this machine that's going to shock the shit out of you. This if you look here, these are his eyes, and if you look here, this is his nose, and he's got a mouth. With a little tongue sticking out. Which I guess this is supposed to be kind of like TikTok. Because look at, you got to look at the things uh, that are kind yeah. of, yeah. you know, the first movie when she wakes up from the, well, there are parallels from the other world into Oz. Like the evil lady that wants to kill Toto at the beginning of the first movie is the Wicked Witch mm-hmm. later. Um, the three farmhands that help her at the beginning of the movie are the wizard, the uh, cowardly lion, Tin Man, Scarecrow. Okay. So look for kind of things like this because he's like, well, this robot has a face. So I guess maybe that's supposed to be TikTok, like an allegory for TikTok. That would be the only one that would make sense. Well, I'll tell you in a second another. Oh. And so Auntie M's like, look, you're going to be here for the night. Going to get your shit scrambled and then we'll be back tomorrow to pick you up. Mm-hmm. And... She's like, will you bring Toto? And she's like, well, you know, he's not really in this movie, but I'll see. He asked for too much money. Yeah, we can't afford him. <laughs> and she's like, sure, sure. <laughs> she's like, you'll probably be so doped up you won't even know. <laughs> we cut to the end of the movie, and she's just holding, like, a blanket. <laughs> she's like, I love you, Toto. Drooling. <laughs> yeah, I love you so much. <laughs> so this nurse, her name's uh, Nurse Wilson... Uh, trivia on this as well is that I, I put it in my notes, but her outfit that she's wearing has like pointy shoulders. Yeah, me too. She is dressed, supposed to be similarly dressed as the Wicked Witch in the first movie. Oh, 
she is wearing black. Yeah, kind of black, but I'm not sure exactly how the outfit looks compared, no, but it does have like the pointed shoulders. I thought it was like for the time, that's kind of a little edgy. Yeah. She could be a little goth-like. I know. Yeah, I don't know. They're a, they're a happening place here. This doctor wants to embrace new technology. She's, you know, listening to the Smiths before they're ever invented. Mm-hmm. But they take Dorothy, and Dorothy has her little lunch pail that she has with her, and the nurse is like, I'll take that from you. I call her Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, So I didn't much. realize her name at the beginning. I'm like, I just oh. kept calling her the nurse's aide or whatever, but... Um, they lead her down a hallway, and she keeps hearing screeching noises, kind of like mm. the wheelers later. Oh. That's going to blow your mind. I've got another one in a second. Oh, wow. I'm excited. Uh, one thing we didn't actually talk about, though, is, is when she's in the room looking at the machine, the doctor is talking to Auntie M. She sees a woman's reflection in it, in the machine's, like, glass. Yes, like a, another little girl. Yeah, she looks back behind her, and there's, like, a girl outside of the office that they're in which i mean this is like she wasn't shocked she's just like oh there's another little girl hmm. you think that's crazy i've seen flying monkeys <laughs> make your hair go white <laughs> make your butthole tighten up but the screeching of that bed i mean it's any kind of nightmare like and just looking at that gurney yeah i don't know this old timey stuff just freaks me out yeah i know uh, when I play these games like Bloodborne or The Lies of P now, they've got kind of like those wheelchairs with like the glass vials and stuff yes. like that. Does that freak you out? Yes. I don't know. That Victorian area kind of stuff is very interesting, but also, yeah, very freaky. The wooden um, like um, wheelchairs. wheelchairs with the high backs. Ugh. Yeah, and the can't, glass. Can't do it. But glass vials that like, you know, have the liquids and stuff in them. Yeah, if I ever go to some place that's supposedly haunted, if they just have one of those, that's all it takes. All right, I'll keep that in mind. And they put her in this room, and the nurse is like, oh, you can rest here. We will come back and get you when it's time. And they leave, and Dorothy sees Auntie M leaving. She's, like, looking through the window on the second floor and sees Auntie M, like, riding away. So the... Girl from outside comes back in again, and she is carrying a pumpkin, a carved pumpkin. Yeah. And she says, it'll be Halloween soon, which never comes back. And then I'm like, but in a couple of months, it's going to be the new year. Well, yeah, it's October. Which I guess October. I was thinking more November. Okay, never mind. But she gives him a, the carved pumpkin, and uh, Dorothy's like, well, I'm here because I can't sleep. And I would have assumed at this point they would have just given me some heroin or some morphine or something to get me to sleep but i'm here getting getting shocked to shit yeah and there is a funny moment where dorothy turns the lights on because it's electric and the lights like come on like you know like we do now turn the switch and the lights come on and dorothy's freaked out by it she's like "Ah!" (laughs) what kind of witchery is that a devil (laughs) but she sits on the bed and she can hear the gurney squeaking towards her And the door opens and the nurse comes in and they tie her down to the gurney and she's like, why do I need to be tied down? And I was like, well, it's just better this way. It's for your safety. Yeah, she's immediately suspicious of this. Like, hmm. And Dorothy's like, did I hear someone scream earlier? And I was like, no. No, not at all. No, everybody's happy here. So they bring her into the room and the doctor's got the electrical machine ready and he's like, oh, Dorothy, I'm going to put these basically earphones over your head here and 
I'm going to crank this shit up and you'll forget all about who you are. I mean, forget about the memories. Yeah. And he's like, all right, here we go. Three, two, one, and the power goes out. No, son of a bitch. Which it could be argued, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist about movies, like all these people where it's like, did he really turn the switch and all this is now just a dream? Uh... I hate that when people are like, there's a thing, spoilers for Breaking Bad, but at the end of the Breaking Bad, there's a... The very final episode at the beginning is him breaking into a car and waiting for cops to drive by so he can go back to Albuquerque. Someone had a theory where it was like, oh, he got found by the cops right there and was dead, got killed in a shootout. And everything that happens in the rest of that episode is just his dying dream. Uh, and I'm like, that sucks. I don't like that at all. No, I don't like that. Where, like, everything is just a dream. Cut this all out. Nobody needs to hear that. I'm really? Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I gave a warning. <laughs> um, you did look this up at the moment because the nurse is like, I'll check the generator. And I'm like, they've got generators? But... Like 1900s? What? Yeah, but you said they came out in like, what, the 1860s or something? Yeah, I can't remember. I didn't write it down, but it it is legit. Yeah. They just came out and this um, facility seems pretty high tech. So I can imagine they would have that later. She's got a flashlight that... Mm-hmm. You know, was just created around this time, too. So they have all of the gadgets. Yeah, because it's right here. So basically they run. The the girl comes back again. I kept calling her window girl. Mm. Comes back, freeze Dorothy. They run out, and it's like storming super hard out. Nurse Wilson follows them down to like a riverbank. And window girl falls in the river, and Dorothy follows after her. Yeah. And Nurse Wilson is like, come back in. And this is where she has the flashlight. Right. But it did not look like, like the flashlights at the time just look like a tube. It's like a yellow plastic flashlight. (laughs) No one will notice. Um, But Dorothy keeps swimming down the riverbank and she can't find the window girl. So she finds this like wooden box kind of plank thing and gets inside of it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't even know what it would be. It just looks like a pallet with some wooden rails yeah kind of something it looks like a box with the top off of it yeah but she gets in and kind of like floats and there is a cut where she's floating in what looks to be like an ocean Mm. and when she wakes up the next morning belina the chicken is with her and belina is actually talking yes i mean this puppet this chicken puppet is amazing i know and i read online that a lot of them were like puppet or not puppets but real um, there was some puppets here and there for like when it was talking, but like they had chickens for when she was carrying it that would be more calm. Mm-hmm. They had chickens that would be like freaked out. They had other chickens that they just had a chicken for kind of everything. Because this little girl is just walking around carrying a real live chicken. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, the the cuts when it is a, a puppet and then the cuts when it's real. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really can't tell the difference. No, it's a good looking puppet. Mm-hmm. This must have been when they had some money. Uh, and I love, this is probably my favorite character. Yeah, you were laughing quite a bit at her. Yes, I love Belina. She's got a great sense of humor. Uh, she's super funny. Yes, absolutely. Well, they um, they land and they're like, oh, I, we must be in Oz. And Dorothy's like, oh my God, we're in the deadly desert. Don't remember that from the first one. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. I mean, it's been a while, but I'm like, I don't, I don't think I remember that. But Yeah, Dorothy's like, stay on the rocks and we won't. Just don't fall into the sand because you, you'll die. You'll turn to stone. Yeah, so they she carries 
Belina with her, and they're like jumping from rock to rock. Some of these rocks like have animated eyes on them. Because they're real people, because they fell in the sand. Oh, is that what they say? And they turned to stone, probably. Shit, I missed that. Because we see the rocks have personalities, and we see like a rock kind of talking to a voice off screen. It's like, Master, the girl is here, and she has a chicken. And he's like, bah, 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 that's your fucking chicken. <laughs> they hate chicken. Like, what? what is it about a chicken that... Well, I mean, the, I guess toward the very end, yeah. we, we find out, but still. He's like, I'm allergic to eggs. Get that thing the fuck out of here. Which these rocks, just, they are claymation. Mm-hmm. Which I, I kind of had a question for you on the claymation. Do you think it works well in a movie or should they just be claymation is all it is? Does that make sense? Like here's claymation with live people. Mm-hmm. And then there are other movies with claymation. It's all claymation. Everything is claymation. I think it works with live people. I mean, I don't know how you would do this movie with claymation completely. No. Oh, no. It would be. Yeah. No, it's weird. I just wasn't sure if it would work well with movies. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think it would work pretty well. I did not like this claymation. Well, the the rocks, I think, is just kind of animation over the... Like, they just drew little faces on the rocks. Oh. Well, yeah, the rocks that she's jumping on and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. later, you're right. Later, there is some claymation. Right. But you don't think that part worked? No. Hmm. Yeah, we'll get to it. Okay. Um, they come across the house from the first one, and Dorothy's like, oh my god, this is the house from the tornado, and that's where I lived oh, up yeah. there. Yeah, and yeah. Dorothy sees the yellow brick road is all destroyed, and she's like, what the fuck is going on? Oh yeah. god. And they follow the yellow brick road. You know, the pieces of it, at least, and see, that leads him to the Emerald City, which is fucking destroyed. Yeah, she's like, I'm gone a day and shit falls apart. <laughs> I left you guys with, you know, you guys had it a good. Everybody was happy. Things were fine. It was a self-sustaining society. And what the <laughs> fuck happened? Jeez. They get there, and this is this place is like 1980s New York. There's graffiti <laughs> everywhere. And it says, like, beware the wheelers. Yeah. and kind of. Scary? Yeah, the chicken's like, wheelers? I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's exactly how she talks. <laughs> That's so funny. They find some headless statues of women, because everything in this Emerald City has been turned to stone. But they find some headless statues. They find, they find the Tin Man. They find the lion, which is actually a real fucking lion instead of just a dude in a costume. Mm. But they've all been turned to stone, and she's like, what the fuck happened here? And the chicken just says, that's just plain careless. Yeah, he's like, they're headless. What about plain careless? <laughs> oh, I just love her. Uh, this is where we get introduced to what a lot of people have said was their nightmares. We get introduced to the Wheelers, which they are kind of announced their arrival because they are the screeching of the gurneys. Mm-hmm. And when you first see them, it looks like they're all bent over and they've got like their head with like a face painted on it, but... It's like the head of a guy's helmet because he lifts his head up and he's got like a, there's the guy's face. Yeah. So it's like on the very top of their head. So when they're looking down on where they're going, mm-hmm. you see this scary ass face. Yeah. And then they lift their head up and then you see their real face and their, their um, arms are extended. Yeah, they like put their arms into like these long roller skates almost. Yeah, to make them look longer. Because there's wheels, you know, wheeler mm. wheels on their hands and feet, and that's how they get around. 
And to make them even more freakier, they communicate by, like, screeching. Mm. Like, Dorothy runs into an alley in one season, and he's like... I'm like, oh, okay. Are you having fun, kids? <laughs> Don't you just love this? Yeah, well, well, Dorothy runs down an alleyway and is cornered, and, and they're starting to come at her, and Belina's like, hey, there's a key here. You didn't happen to find a key earlier, did you? And mm. Wouldn't she know what the one she found works, and it opens up a little kind of like room in this alleyway that she goes and closes the door. And the creatures behind her like, what are you doing here, Dorothy? The Gnome King is going to find you. And she's like, I don't know who the fuck the Gnome King is. <laughs> and they're like, shut the fuck up. Everybody knows who the Gnome King is. And they're like, you have to come out of here sooner or later. They said something about, we'll rip you into pieces. This is a kid's movie. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, this part was kind of scary because I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're trapped. So we see who could technically, I guess, be another Tin Man, but his name is TikTok. And like the video platform, he is only able to work for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I was kind of like, is this where they got it from? I don't know. <laughs> but he is a tiny little robot. He's got a head, a gigantic midsection, and tiny stumpy little legs and arms. Yes, he's the cutest thing. But he's the Royal Army of Oz, and I'm like, how? I mean, come on, how could this thing protect anything? Uh, I know. It's like that show BattleBots. Have you? I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there used to be a show in the 2000s where people would make their own kind of little robot machines and battle them. Oh, and yeah. there was one that someone made that basically it was just like a spinning orb on top, like his midsection, and it destroyed pretty much everything because like the thing got spinning so fast that when someone something would try to touch it to damage it, the other thing would go flying. Nice. So maybe they got that inspiration from this. So maybe it would be a, a good defender because, you know, BattleBot showed me that. I guess that's that works. Yeah, he's he's got this mustache that moves whenever he talks. Yeah, and little springs on his little stubby legs, and he kind of walks like a very fat person. Like a penguin. Penguin's better. Yeah, let's say penguin. <laughs> I was gonna say he walks like Roger from American Dad. He's like eh, eh, side to side. <laughs> well, he does have a pretty good pop belly. Yeah. So. <laughs> She reads the instructions on him, but it basically he has a thing where he has to be wound up. His mind has to be wound up, and his action. Yeah, he's got like each, like a a, a winding thing like for a, each thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know. He's like, I've got to get action, and she's like, Excuse me. He's like, No, my back action. <laughs> this is a kids show. What are you talking about? Yeah, he says he was told by the scarecrow to stay here for her, and she's like, Well, the scarecrow sent this key to me, obviously, because. You know, scenes scenes needed for explanation, but I guess when she left, Scarecrow was crowned like the King of Oz. Okay. She says something like that. but I miss that. So she winds him up, and he's like, oh, yeah, I stayed here for so long waiting for you that my action and my mind went, ran down. Mm. So, you know, I couldn't get action, and then I stopped being able to think. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be horrifying if you think about it. It doesn't last long. That's, no. That's Again, like sure. 30 seconds. Yeah. You wind him up, and he's like, "Then it, it you yeah, keep winding." Well, they leave. You know, he says, "He's like, oh, I'm here to help you." And so they leave this little room, and you know, he's like, "I'm gonna take on all of the screechers." And it's basically like I just described. His little arm section starts spinning round and round, and the screechers keep trying to attack him. And when they do, they go flying and get hurt. And, He's got, like, the lunch pail that she has that she found in the tree in his arm, and he's, like, using it as a club. Oh, that's right, yeah. 
and they capture one because the other ones go flying or leave and they're like what the hell happened here and the wheeler's all like oh the gnome king he he conquered the emerald city and he turned everybody to stone and and the only person who knows where the scarecrow is is princess mombi mm-hmm. hey mombi <laughs> you know the peewee chombi <laughs> and tiktok's like all right now you just tried to kill us, but please behave and I will let you go. And it's very funny because the wheeler rides off and he's like, I never behave. <laughs> so they go into the palace and looks quite a bit different than the palace in the other one. But it's this gigantic throne room with a woman sitting in the room playing a mandolin. Yeah, this is very elegant looking. And the woman's like, oh, visitors, please give me a moment. I'll put something on more appropriate. And she's like, your friends will stay here. You come with me while I put on something more appropriate. And this sounds a little scandalous. Excuse me? What are you going to, what's appropriate? Like, what are you talking about? You put some overalls on? Well, it becomes worse than what you could imagine because they go into the back and there's all these women's heads in glass cases. Yeah. And this woman, like, opens one, pops her head off that she's wearing, and puts the other one on. Oh, that's a kid's movie. Yeah, it's creepy because the heads are all looking at them as they walk by, like, Mm. looking at Dorothy. Yeah, which, I mean, you can kind of tell how this is made. They just have some women standing with their head around this. Like in a, yeah, in the case. Case, yeah. Uh, But it's still kind of neat. Like, it's it's a neat concept that she can just switch out her heads. I don't know what the purpose is well, except to look different i guess because we later find out that the gnome king promised her 30 beautiful women heads if she helped him now why i don't know but if you put two and two together here the the headless people stone people in the that they walk past are the women that she has taken the heads from mhm but <laughs> this is pretty mean but i also have something kind of funny to say about it is the you know, um, Mombi here is like, hmm, you won't be very pretty in the. F- oh, hang on here, she oh, says. Oh yeah, she's like you'll be pretty in the future, not beautiful, but I will go ahead and keep your head. And I gotta tell you, when for for, for Balk grows up, she does have a kind of a weird, like not weird, but like a a different look to her. Yeah, her she, her smile. She has a very big um, well, like a big mouth. smile, but she looks kind of punk rock, like goth. Yes. So she does look very different from like what you would think like a, a beautiful movie star would look. She has an interesting face. Oh, I mean, exactly. So it kind of came true where it's like, you will grow up and you will be pretty. You will look different, but I will keep your head. Yeah, she's like, I'll lock you in the tower until you're old enough and then I'll take your head. Yes. After you've starred in the movie The Craft, also on this podcast, <laughs> uh, then I will take your head. Yes, we did an episode about that. They try to help Dorothy. Belina tries to help, and Mombi grabs her. You know, uh, TikTok tries to help as well, but he, he runs down, of course, right when he's wanting to help. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, they knock, they lock her in the tower, and Dorothy looks out at the, you know, on this little terrace in the tower and sees the Gnome King's Mountain in the distance. Uh, we do see a painting of everybody from the first movie, so I guess before she clicked her heels three times, she stood for six hours for a painting to be made of everybody. Well, yeah. I have to get home, but first, let's, let's get this painting. Let's do a painting. Can you just start with me and then fill everybody in after? Yeah, I've got a, tr- I've got a, uh, well, she leaves in a hot air balloon. I don't know if she, it's because 
or if she just clicks her heels. But in the first one, I think she leaves in a hot air balloon. Mm. Maybe she does click her heels. You know what? It's been a minute. I don't know. It's been a hot minute. As Dorothy's kind of searching around this tower, she sees a scarecrow with a pumpkin head type thing. Yeah. And I mean, his his name is called Pumpkinhead. So. Jack the Pumpkinhead, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which in the trivia, Tim Burton, who directed, well, he directed Edward Scissorhands and Batman, but he was a producer on Nightmare Before Christmas, said this character inspired his character in that, Jack the Pumpkin King. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And he has a real kind of light, wispy voice. He's like, hello, uh, my mom made me to scare off the evil witch mommy. Yeah, the chicken says, who is this, a man or a melon? <laughs> I'm like, ah. I love this chicken. I love you. <laughs> and he was like, you know, my mommy was, was about to kill me until she was like, you know what? Let me fucking try this weird ass shit here and sprinkle some of this give life powder and turn you into a real thing. <laughs> And she did, and I was alive, and she's like, oh my god, what have I done? I have made this abomination, and she locked me in this tower. Yeah, because you kind of get a close-up view of him, and he's just sticks that are tied together Yeah, with rope. Um, So he's he's just a very skinny, frail-looking guy, Um, and he's got a polka-dotted shirt, a green scarf, Red suspenders and purple pants with like colorful patches. Mm-hmm. So the, he is very kid like to me. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this fits the kid movie part of this. Yeah. It and she is putting him back together here, like tying his arms back together because he's kind of falling apart. Yeah. Um. Very freaky. He's like, oh, I don't know where my mother is. He goes, Are you my mother? She's like, No, no. And later he's like, Can I call you mother, even though I know that you're not? And she's like. Yes, you can. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I'd be like, no, no, you can't. That's, yeah, I don't know. So they come up with a plan, and Dorothy's like, well, uh, you know, TikTok reaches around the door that Mombi has locked them in in the tower and unlocks it for her. And she's like, all right, I've got a plan. And they're walking down, and Jack, Pumpkinhead, when he's walking, I said he's like walking like he hasn't had, you know, his, his drugs in a while. He's like, oh. He's like, oh, man, I don't feel good, man. I don't feel good. Like, you got any stuff, man? It'll make me straight. And she's like, okay, I've got to wind up TikTok, and I've got to give you an injection every seven hours. <laughs> Be better if you shot me up, man. I don't feel good. But she goes down, winds up TikTok, and tells them a plan that she's got, because we didn't say in the tower, when, when she's looking around, she finds the head of, like, this moose creature, which is called a gump. Oh, yeah. Not Forrest Gump. No, of course not. So... She tells TikTok the plan. He starts to walk away, and then she's like, well, in order to get out of here, you know, I've got to get the powder for my plan. I've got to go into the queen's room and get the key because Jack said it's in, like, locker 31 or something at the bus station. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's it. So TikTok goes back upstairs. She goes into the queen's bedroom. She sleeps without her head for some reason. Yeah. It's so weird. Maybe it's like sleeping with gum or something, you know. She's waking up and her head's like off the bed and her body's still in bed or something. She's like, I roll around too much. My head comes off. But she's trying to get this key that Mombi sleeps with and, you know, she gets it. She keeps almost waking her up, but she ends up getting it. And the back in the tower, like everybody's making this weird 
thing with like couches and they take like palm tree leaves and stick it on the sides and they're tying it together and and you know it, they're all putting it together and, and TikTok is like all right and this has got to go here and here and we never landed on the moon and JFK <laughs> was never assassinated and they're like oh my god his mind's winding down no his mind is going yeah the moon is made of cheese <laughs> Because the cow went over the moon. Yeah. Well, he starts all the QAnon stuff. JFK Jr. is still alive, living under the airport. Oh, jeez. And they're like, oh, shit. And so Dorothy goes into the locker at the bus stop and opens it up and finds this powder in, like, this little kind of ingredients-type can. Yeah. It says, like, give life powder. And the witch is, I'm assuming, her original head is in there. And... By grabbing this can, Dorothy wakes the head up, which wakes the body up. So they're all running. Dorothy runs back up to the tower, says they've only got a few minutes or something until the witch comes. And she, the witch, the body has its original head on, is chasing after her. Um, so basically what they've created is they've made like a, they've tied together a bunch of couches, put the gump's head on the front, put like these leaves out like wings, and they sprinkle the powder on it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, it doesn't work. And they were like, well, why don't you read the instructions on the bottle? And she's like, uh, wiggity wham wham zoozle. And <laughs> the thing comes to life. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. There you are. Yeah, it's like this um, moose pegasus. Yeah, it's like, a, well, the bounty is all these couches. And they were like, please fly. And he's like, well, I don't know if I can fly. <laughs> I've never flown before. They're like, well, you've got wings. And he's like, mm, I guess I can try by it. <laughs> it's like, you know, my mama always said, like, fly. God damn it, fly. <laughs> and he takes off. And so they're flying over Oz. And the wheelers are chasing them. And they get over the desert. And the wheelers, one of them goes into the desert and turns into, like, sand almost. Yeah, no, he turns into a stone. Yeah, it's pretty freaky looking. Yeah. So they're like, okay, how far do you think you can fly us, Gump? And he's like, I don't know about that, sir. I, I'm not well made. <laughs> they talk about him turning. He's like, well, I've never done that before. I don't think yeah. I can. He's like, I was never made to turn. <laughs> they're like, fly, Gump, fly. <laughs> it's like, did I ever tell you about my girlfriend, Jenny? <laughs> She was a prostitute. <laughs> they're like, oh my God, Gump, just fly. <laughs> so as they're flying, the ropes start to kind of untie that they have around his body. And oh, shit. Dorothy falls asleep. Jack the Pumpkinhead is like, good night, Mom. She's like, I'm going to sleep with one eye open with that guy. Like, oh, you are creepy. You're not cute anymore. You're freaking me out, man. You're freaking me the fuck out, Jack. The pumpkin head was not good, and your your stick body is even weirder. Now you're calling me mom. So in the morning, they're still flying, and, you know, everything starts to fall apart. The ropes untie, and mm. Jack, you know, the, they start to come apart, and Jack, like, his head falls off and starts falling down. They're really high in the air, and she's like, Gump! Please, can you turn? He's like, I wasn't made for turning, but I try. <laughs> and so they they try, and the whole thing unturn, you know, comes apart, and they all start falling. And 
Dorothy grabs Jack's head as they're falling, and Jack's like, I'm so sorry, Mom. She's like, well, that's okay, Jack. There's nothing we can do about it now. I'm like, wow, just very accepting in your death here. Yeah, it does. And they, you know, they fall just right, just like in every movie. Just they fall on a mountain, and you're so, like, they should be dead. So elegant, you know. The couch catches Dorothy, and, you know, the others land just right. It's it's fine. Yeah, and then Gump's like, I don't have a body anymore, but I should have because I had me about 15 Dr. Peppers. <laughs> Isn't this when the chicken gets into Jack's head? Yeah, she kind of is staying inside of Jack's pumpkin head here because they've landed on the Gnome King's mountain and we see again a cutaway of like a rock talking to the off-screen Gnome King and they're like, Dorothy has landed on the mountain and he's like, is there is there a chicken around here? I'm allergic to chickens, man. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't, I don't see a chicken anywhere. Are they scared of salmonella? Oh my gosh, if you don't cook them right. Oh, he's like, you cut the heads off those things, they still run around and freak me the fuck out, man. <laughs> this is the 1800s, they have not explained why that happens, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> no, it's the 1800s, you know what causes that? Devilry, that's what causes that. <laughs> Satan. The rocks start talking to Dorothy here on this mountain, and she's like, oh, we gotta give Scarecrow back, and... They're like, we're not going to do that. She's like, well, if you don't give them back, I'm here with an army and we're going to take you out. And the rocks start kind of crumbling and she falls through like this gigantic cavern. Yeah. The Gnome King's like, yeah, yeah. You and your army. He's sure, like, sure, sure. <laughs> he's like, say that to my face. And she falls and she sees all this emeralds in the mines and stuff. And he's talking to her from off screen. He's like, this is where all the emeralds for the Emerald City came from. And they are all mine. And I was taking them back. Yeah, so now we kind of get a backstory of why everything kind of went, fell apart. Yeah. And it shows her for a hot second seeing the scarecrow, and she, like, hugs him, and then he's gone, and he, I don't know if it was just her imagining it, but scarecrow's gone, and then the Gnome King's, like, talking to her. He's another kind of face on the wall at the very beginning here. Mm Mm-hmm. So the Gnome King basically says at this point, like, he was like, oh, the Scarecrow was a thief, and I turned him into an ornament for thieving from me. And mm-hmm. Dorothy starts bawling her eyes out, and he's like, well, I, I didn't know the Scarecrow meant so much to you. So I tells you what, like in that guy in Rebel Moon, I too love to gamble. <laughs> if you can tame this beast. No. He's like, I tell you what, I'm going to say, I didn't really catch the rules of the game, but you kind of mm. pick them up as they go. But it's like, you and your friends, and he pulls the other people in, but he's like, go into this room, see if you can pick out where the scarecrow is. You get three guesses. If not, you become mine. Yeah, you become a knickknack, because evidently that's what he collects. Yeah, and he's like, all right, Gump, you're up first. He's like, well, I don't think I could go in there and pick one eye out. And he's like, but <laughs> he's like, I don't got no hands, sir. And he's like, but you've got your horns, so touch with your horns. And so it's basically just them waiting, and as they're doing this, the the Gnome King is slowly turning into a man. It's like, face on the wall, claymation, which I thought, you know, I'm a sucker for these old special effects. Yeah, I guess I wasn't too impressed. I did think whenever Gump goes in there, um, he says, I should have quit while I was ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, like, you are ahead. You are ahead, yeah. Um. But eventually the Gnome King does transform into a man in makeup and he's like, while the, gnome, while the Gump is waiting, let's have some refreshments. And he makes them some 
limestone pie with melted silver. And I'm like, oh, we're all dying then if we yeah. eat this. Yeah, <laughs> melted silver, ew. Because she's like drinking it. And I was like, drinking melted silver. Okay, well, you're dead. Yeah, that's uh, going to harden on the inside. and Yeah. That's going to suck for you. Well, during this time, Mombi has decided to go to the Gnome King because I think one of the screechers has told her that they are on the mountain. Mombi is like on this little sled being pulled by the wheelers and is like whipping them. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, she's a witch. So, surprise, surprise, Gump fails. And now they send in Jack. Jack fails. They send in TikTok and she winds him up beforehand, you know. He's like, like, my action in my mind. Mm -hmm. And it takes him forever to get there because he's like, eh, eh, (laughs) eh, eh. But he gets in and they're waiting. And while they're waiting, this is where we see the Gnome King is like, check out these bitchin' slippers I've got. What? They're ruby slippers. And because Dorothy says at the beginning of this, she was the doctor at the beginning is like, well, how did you get home? She's like, I had the ruby slippers and I... They had the most powerful object in Oz or whatever, and I wished my way home. And he's like, what happened to him? She's like, I lost him on my way back. <laughs> and I'm only 10, I... so I just lost them. She's like, I sold them for some bubble gum and some tin penny candy. <laughs> but apparently Gnome King has found them, and this is what has helped him take over the kingdom. Yeah, and he's like really strutting them. Which, which apparently I read the ruby slippers are not in the original book. They're silver slippers. So the ruby slippers were made just to show off the color in the original mm-hmm. one. Okay. So they were owned by Warner Brothers, I think, who it was. So in order to show them in this movie, they had to pay some money to Warner Brothers to show the ruby red slippers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So, and so a wall face comes over to the Gnome King, and he's like, Hey, that uh, that fat robot dude is just standing there doing nothing. He's, he hasn't he hasn't chosen. I think he's frozen. Yeah, and like so, the king's like, "All right, fine, go in there. You wind him up, make him choose, and then it's your turn. And after, if you fail, I win." So Dorothy goes in there, and around this time, Mombi shows up, and she was like, "Oh, I've, you know, Dorothy, I'm so sorry. She got away from me." And she, he's like, "Well, she won't be here for long, because once she guesses, she'll be trapped as an ornament." And a thread that's kind of dropped as Mombi's like, once Dorothy is gone, you'll finally be a human. Oh, yeah. So they don't really say anything about that. Because that's why he's changed to be more human. Yeah. With they, the wrong picks. So, okay. Uh, yeah, they don't mention that, but I guess he put it together that that's what that's supposed to be. So, you know, Dorothy goes in there and TikTok is, she winds him back up and he's looking and he's like, I've got a plan. <laughs> and he... Tries to choose something and gets turned into an ornament. Which isn't he the third guess? Mm-hmm. So they only had three guesses. I think. So now Dorothy guesses. That's four guesses. Well, she's got three of her own. Oh, each one has three guesses. Each person, yeah. Oh my goodness! I was just thinking they had each one chose once, and if it was wrong, it was wrong. No, they get three. Oh, because she does. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I totally See, people, it it takes, if if it's like a week or something, if it's a few days after you've watched the movie, you know, some of it goes by the wayside. No, even when I was watching the movie, I'm like, I don't understand (laughs) how this choose three is working here because I guess I just had it in my mind that they only had, each one had one pick, but she chooses three times. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, because she goes around to a couple different objects and she's like, puts her hand on a vase and she's like, ah, it's nothing. 
Yeah, this is also good to listen to different podcasts. Everybody thinks of movies differently. Yeah. Like they pick up something different. And I think that's why I like how different we are because Mm -hmm. we see things so differently. And hopefully that's why people like to listen to us. Yeah, for sure. Well, she does that twice and fucks up. And the Gnome King's Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) I'm almost human. I'm going to be a human and I can fuck. I am going to start stroking soon. Mombi, what are you doing after today? <laughs> Once you clock out, you want to come over to my place? Well, we'll try each of your heads on. <laughs> How about you give me some head? All of them! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're not in the mood, but maybe one of your heads are. <laughs> so Dorothy is walking around and she sees something that looks green. And she's like, mm. green, green Emerald City. Fuck it, why not? And she's like, Oz, and it's the Scarecrow. <laughs> then everybody's all like, son of a bitch, I didn't think she guessed right. Yeah, and she's like, oh, all the people from Oz must turn into green objects. And they then the, the whole cave is starting to collapse now because the Gnome King's pissed off. He's oh, like, yeah. It's like, God damn it, why did I turn them into green things? <laughs> why was it so obvious? The green Emerald City, they're, Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, I should have done that. Next time. Next time I'm doing this all over again. <laughs> so she's walking around and she finds Jack. She finds Gump. This whole cave collapses because the Gnome King has turned into a gigantic gnome monster. Mm-hmm. Which, when you think gnome, you think of kind of like a little small person, but I guess not. It's He's like a big creature. I, I'm not exactly sure. They said gnome means something specifically. I'm not, I can't remember it, but. Yeah, me neither. You know, he's pissed. He was like, Fuck. You ruined my rigged game. This is bullshit. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Mm-hmm. So he's, sore loser. Yeah, he's sore loser. He's a huge creature now, and the whole cavern has collapsed, and there's like lava around him. And uh, he picks up the gnome, and he's like, "That's it. I'm eating your asses one by one." Yep. He picks up the gump, and the gump's head falls off, and his body is eaten. So it's oh, just yeah. like the the head on the plaque. And then he picks up Jack, and he's like, "That's I'm eating your friend now, Jack. And Belina is still inside. Yeah. And she has been scared shitless about dying, so she laid an egg. <laughs> and he's, like, holding Jack above his mouth, like, blah. And this egg goes down his throat. Which I read in this area. That's the only time when Jack was uh, claymation. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Because all of this had to be in claymation. Sure. That's really cool, yeah. I mean, that was really popular. There's the movie um, Clash of the Titans from like the 60s, 70s. And it's got claymation at the end and it's done by this really famous dude for doing it, Ray Harryhausen. And it's like, you know, very, very cool. But this egg goes down his throat and he's like, my allergies! (laughs) My throat's gonna close up. Get me my EpiPen! (laughs) My throat! My throat! (laughs) yeah she's like uh, because he's like this is poison i guess to gnomes rocks (laughs) they were like wait how is an egg poison to a rock he's like don't question it (laughs) the movie's almost over don't question me um because they're getting chased by like little rock people here. And as soon as the egg goes down the throat, all the rock people are like, <gasps> poison. Yeah. 
They were like, who has the pin? And they were like, I, I thought you had it. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to refrigerate it. It's spoiled. <laughs> Wait, I don't think you have to refrigerate an EpiPen, do you? I have no yeah. idea. Well, there's a uh, American Dad episode where he gives Roger an EpiPen. And when <laughs> Roger makes him eat shellfish just so he could use it and be special. <laughs> but by the time that happens, Roger's like, huh, I only used this thing like three times. He's like, gave myself a kick, really needed the buzz. <laughs> so he's like trying to hit it with him. And he's like, oh, no. Oh, no, I've, I've used it all up. No, oh, no. So I don't think you have to keep it because, you know. Yeah, I don't think so either. Keep it refrigerated. So don't. Maybe it's just expired. Don't write in. Yeah. Uh, so the Gnome King starts dying. He disintegrates. Dorothy is slowly putting these shoes on. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I got to. I gotta wipe these out. These have rocks in them, and they're all sweaty. And and they weren't his size, so he forced his feet into them, so they're stretched out. Oh, man. (laughs) They're like, Dorothy, fucking hurry! And she's like, well, just a second here. I want (laughs) to look at them real quick. Does anyone have a mirror? And they're like, click your goddamn heels! And she's like, I wish that we were out of here and that the Emerald City and Oz were back to life and everyone was a... that was a rock or back together and I wish Auntie M and everybody was fine and that I had a new dog and a horse. <laughs> it's like, just wish us out of here. Quit putting, t- you can wish for things later. Keeps listing. Yeah. So they're outside the Emerald City. They get transported and they're like, whoo, we're out. And they're like, wait a second. We forgot about TikTok. And wouldn't you know what the gump has like a green like badge on his horn? And they're like, oh, I think I think that might be him. And they're like, Oz. And it turns, but he turns back into TikTok, and he's like, "You sons of bitches forgot about me." <laughs> I'd be mad. I mean, he's the one that <laughs> came up with the plan that saved the day. Yeah, he's like, I knew you'd forget about me. So when I turned into an ornament, I made sure I was on the gump. <laughs> so everything's good now. Like you know, they. I guess some time has passed because we see them all marching into the throne room of Oz, and. Uh, TikTok is now like solid gold. Solid gold. Solid gold, baby. Pink, pink. Like, hits himself <laughs> tick, like Bender. Yeah. I'm 40% gold. Tink, tink. And they're all, you know, everybody's back. We see the Tin Man. Uh, Dorothy, I think, is riding the lion or is with him. Belina is on like a cushy pillow that's being carried. Yeah. And they're all coming into the throne room. And I read that right here, Feruza Balk passed out in this scene because it was so hot when they were filming it with everything that it was up to like 104 degrees in here. Holy shit. I know. But they're all like, Dorothy! Dorothy's the queen of Oz now! Woo! And she's like, well, I can't because I've, you know, I've, uh, the only thing tying me to the other world are my aunt and uncle who are super depressed and living in a shit shack <laughs> and I've really got to get back. And uh, One thing we didn't see is that Back in the cave before, um, the the Gnome King had imprisoned Mombi in, like, this cage. Oh, yeah. And she is still in the cage, and the women whose head she took are back, and they are now on their bodies and, like, kind of carrying her because she is imprisoned. And Dorothy's like, well, I'm sorry, I can't. I would love to take the throne, but I can't. And they see in the mirror that girl again. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if we mentioned it. We've been around kind of all over the place, but... In the throne room before, when they're trying to escape from Mombi, Dorothy sees the woman in the mirror again. Yeah, it was. it's like a blurry light. Yeah. It's kind of weird. And it turns into the girl from the beginning in the mirror that she saw and in the real world. And 
She's like, help me, Dorothy, step out of this mirror. And she steps out, and it turns out that this is Queen Ozma. Ozma. Yeah, she is the daughter of the Wizard of Oz from the first movie. Oh. And this is where we get some backstory here. She's like, in case people didn't understand it clearly enough, Mombi imprisoned me because the Gnome King hired her, promised her 30 heads, and she banished me into the mirror and made people forget about me. Oh. And she says to Mombi, she's like, well, I would punish you any even more, but Dorothy has taken your magic, and that's a life worth not that's a life not worth living Mm-mm. just gives her a gun with one bullet in it <laughs> your choice yeah you don't have magic anymore i will leave this here with you it's like that the end of uh slow horses yeah she fires the gun into the floor five times <laughs> here you go <laughs> i'll leave this here with you because that's how you empty a gun. Yeah. You shoot it. Yeah, there is a scene where Gary Oldman shoots a gun into the floor f- five times. And you said that, like like our Mixed Nuts episode, you know, you got to f- empty a gun by firing it wildly into a room. Yep. Which does not work out. So Ozma is like, I am the queen of the of Oz. And people are like, shouldn't we have an election for this? I don't remember you. Yeah. God, I don't really know you about that well. <laughs> If you say so, you said your name's Oz. Oz, 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 Oz. <laughs> Ozma Ozington. And even, I think, Jack, I don't know when it happens, but Jack's like, Mom? Yeah, he faints, too, because he's like, oh, oh, yeah. Mom! And he's like, <laughs> But the queen is like, Dorothy, I will let you come back to Oz whenever you want. Mm. She's like, you just have to click your heels three times. So she does, and she's like, well, I don't have time to say goodbye to everybody. You know, I think kind of like the first one. She's like, goodbye, I love you, and she walks into the light. (laughs) (laughs) Go into the light, Dorothy. No, Dorothy. (laughs) And Dorothy wakes up on the side of the riverbank and is like, I'm back. And Toto, I guess the Auntie M and the uncle are coming to get her. Toto finds her first in the woods, and they all come back to her and like, Dorothy, oh my god, you're you're safe. Thank god the hospital you were in last night was hit by lightning and burned to the ground. Yeah, the uncle was acting his ass off. He did pretty good. He's like found her and he was like, Oh my gosh. Like yeah. you could tell that he was like, Oh, I missed you. This has got me out of my slump. I'm back again and they were like, Yeah, everybody was rescued from the clinic except for the doctor who ran back in to get his machines where when it burned down. Hmm. And they're like, let's go home. And like, like, are you gonna you gonna apologize to me for almost getting my mind electrocuted here? Yeah, yeah. Do I get an apology at least? Yeah. Speaking of Jack Nicholson, he almost she almost got Jack Nicholson at the end of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm. But they're riding home, and we see these two policemen riding by riding by them, and they have Nurse Wilson, Mamby, in the back locked up, and. No explanation. They're just like, yeah, she she's she's arrested because they found out what was happening somehow in that burned down clinic. They were kidnapping kids and uh, torturing them. Maybe they were like, they found thirty bodies in that burned down clinic. Oh dang! Chained into the basement. Yikes! All of them kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> so they go home, and I guess we didn't say it, but Auntie M is played by a very well known actress. Her name is Piper Laurie. She played at a bunch of stuff, but she was Carrie's mom in the movie Carrie, where she's like a really psycho religious woman. Yeah. 
She's really good. She's barely in this, really, but they're back at their new house because Uncle has gotten off his ass. Yeah, it's it's completely built. I was like, how long was she gone? <laughs> I know. Well, maybe we're supposed to be like a little bit in the future or something. I don't oh, know. But maybe. he has gotten off his ass, stopped using the legs, stopped the booze, stopped the pills. Good for him. He's like, I tell you what, I'll work every day. And at the end of the day, if I've done this much work, I get a pill. And he's oh. like, okay, I put in a section on, I get a pill. <laughs> you got to uh, treat yourself. Yeah. Well, Dorothy is like in her room and she looks into the mirror and Princess Ozma is like looking back and she's like, Auntie M, you have to come see this. And the princess is like, you keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> Snitches <we> get stitches. <laughs> we also didn't say that um, the chicken stayed back in Oz. Yeah, when they left, she's like, Belina, you staying? She's like, yes, I am. Yeah, she'll get treated better there. Not get her head cut off. Maybe. Yeah. Not going to be used to shit out eggs every day. <laughs> and the aunt is like, Dorothy, what is it? And she's like, never mind. And the aunt's like, well, how about you? Do you love the new house? First off, she's like, you love the house? And Dorothy's like, yes, it's great. For some reason, he made it exactly like the other one instead of making, adding on or whatever. She's like, he made it exactly. And she's like, how about you go outside and play? And it ends with Dorothy and Toto running around outside playing. Oh. And they never made a sequel, which I guess maybe this one wasn't very successful. But maybe if it was, they would have done the others. I don't know. Maybe. I would say it's too late now. 40 years. They made this one 46 years after the first one. Mm. They waiting for 46 years after that one. I don't know. 2031 is when it will be. So to coming 2031. Ooh, the stay sequel. tuned. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to write this down and see if it comes true. Well, there's got to be people that were still alive when the first one was released, like 40 some odd years after. So, you know, like kids probably. Yeah. They may be in their 50s or 60s watching this in theaters and they're like, I remember seeing the first one. I can't wait. What the fuck is this shit? We'll get Faruza back in here. She'll be still alive. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. She'll still be alive. Right. I think she, she will be. If she dies recently, do not come and talk to us and be like, well, you said. Yeah, we can't predict the future. We may or may not have something to do with it. No. So, we just talk out our ass. Okay, people? Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was okay. Um, but I tell you what, if you like our episode, the best thing you can do for us is go to iTunes, give us five stars, and if you leave a little message and say your name or where you're from we'll give you a shout out on one of our episodes and you can also follow us on facebook and instagram and if you want to write in uh the film obsessed couple at gmail.com you can do that as well and we just really appreciate everybody listening and uh you can also tell a friend and share us yeah well great well thanks for listening to us talk about return to oz Next week, it's a movie that I have never heard of, and I thought you were talking about this other one called Munchie, which is also on Amazon for free, mm. where it's kind of like a this weird, crazy-looking creature helps a little boy out. But this one is called Munchies, which, reading the description of it, is obviously a Gremlins ripoff. Yes. 
So we will be talking about that. If you want to watch along with us or watch it beforehand, it is on Amazon Prime for free if you have it. Nice. I guess not for free. You're paying for Amazon Prime. But it is there to watch. So until next time with Munchies. <laughs>